Pilot, Your Honor. Yes, Captain, what is it? There is a group of chief priests and Pharisees here to see you. What? Today? Sir? On their holy day? Won't I ever have peace from these bothersome priests? I I think it's about the tomb of Jesus. I've washed my hands of that matter. By their wish, Jesus was crucified and the body turned over to one of their own council members. Send them away. Sir, they will not be satisfied with a message from me. Can you see them? They are very disturbed. Yes, they would be to come on their Sabbath. All right, send them in. Yes, Your Honor. understand that the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, uh, where this imposter is buried, has been left unguarded. We don't guard dead men. What's the problem? Your Excellency, while he lived, this imposter prophesied that he would come back to life three days after his death. Back to life? Did you say back to life? Yes, Your Honor. Oh, that's why you're so disturbed. You feel that what he said will come true. <laughs> three days, hmm? I bet you won't have much peace for three days. <laughs> you see, gentlemen, I have my little pleasures, too. <laughs> Your Honor, we must take precautions. Hello, everyone. We're so happy you're with us for what I believe is the most thrilling story in all the world. I couldn't agree with you more, Aunt Sue. It is the happiest story ever told. In our last story, we heard how Jesus was crucified. He died on the cross and then was buried in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. Now, a day later, many people mourned the death of the great prophet from Nazareth. Some, like the high priests and many Pharisees, feared that somehow the promise Jesus made would come true. And that promise was that he would rise back to life on the third day. The title of my story comes from that promise. A A Promise promise to to keep. Keep. The chief priests and many Pharisees gathered before Pilate to request a guard be placed at the tomb of Jesus. Yes, you must take precautions. You fear that this Jesus will come back. Oh, no, 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 Your Honor. We we fear that his disciples will come and steal the body and say to the people, He is risen. This will make matters worse than before. The tomb must be sealed until the third day and guards placed there. Very well. You have the guards. The Roman officers sealed the tomb. They bound the stone to the rock with heavy cords. Then they imprinted the Roman seal upon the cords. No one could move the stone without breaking those seals, and to break a Roman seal without official permission would be punished with quick death. That Sabbath, Jesus rested in the tomb. It was a very special day in the temple. For the Sabbath and the end of the Passover celebrations came on the same day. But as the people entered the temple, they felt something strange. Two boys, Jesse the son of a temple priest, and Ben the son of a sheep merchant, entered the temple and noticed it too. (gasps) What? 
the curtain is torn. The curtain before the holiest place. Every, everyone can see into the holiest place. Yes, it happened yesterday, at the time of the evening sacrifice. The priest was ready to kill a lamb. Then the earthquake came and the curtain was torn from top to bottom. At about the same time Jesus died on the cross? At exactly the same time. Jesse, don't you see? The Lamb of God has been slain, Jesus of Nazareth. We don't need to kill any more lambs. Shh! Don't let anybody hear you say that. That Saturday night, many people had trouble sleeping. The high priests and Pharisees worried about the body of Jesus in the tomb. The night wore slowly away. The Roman soldiers kept their watch. Then, very early in the morning, there was a great earthquake. An angel of the Lord came from heaven and rolled aside the stone from the tomb of Jesus. The Roman soldiers were frozen with fear. Some fainted. A brilliant light shone over the entrance to the tomb. When the light faded, the soldiers recovered their strength. The stone over the tomb, it's rolled away. We were to guard it and we failed. Now we'll be punished, probably executed. Look, the tomb is empty. May the gods help us. A little while later, as the first rays of morning appeared over the horizon, three women came toward the tomb of Jesus. They were Mary Magdalene, Salome, and Mary Cleopas. They were bringing ointments and spices to the tomb to finish the burial preparation of Jesus' body. They had not been able to do this Friday evening because the Sabbath had come. Oh, it's so quiet here in the morning. So quiet after the awful noise of Friday. And the trees and flowers are starting to bloom. Jesus loved these gardens so much. <laughs> I know how you feel, Mary. But remember, we must do our work, and it will take a strong heart. What about the stone? The stone over the tomb. How will we move it? Perhaps the soldiers will move it for us. They'll need permission from Pilate. Oh, what will we do? The tomb is just around that rock, past the bay tree. There it is. But there aren't any soldiers. And look, the stone has been moved. The guards, they've moved the stone away. And look, the body of our Lord is gone. Oh, no. No, no, no. They've taken him away. Let me see inside. Oh, there's something strange going on here. I, I'm going to tell Peter and John. Perhaps they know something. Perhaps they can help. Poor girl. She loved the Lord so much. What could have happened here? Who's that? Those two men in such bright robes. They hurt my eyes. They are angels. Oh, God, help us. Why are you looking in a tomb for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He has come back to life again. Do you not remember what he told you back in Galilee? That the Messiah must be betrayed into the power of evil men and be crucified? And that he would rise again the third day? Look, that's where his body was lying. 
Now, go and give this message to his disciples, including Peter. Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you before he died. They've gone. Jesus has risen. Salome, Jesus has risen like he said he would. Praise God. We must tell the disciples and his mother, Jesus is risen. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Salome and Mary Cleopas started running back to the home where the disciples were staying. They took a different path than Mary Magdalene, who reached John and Peter ahead of the others. Peter, John, let me in. Mary, what's wrong? You're out of breath. They've taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and I don't know where they have put him. The Lord's body? Jesus is gone? When we got there, Mary Cleopas and Salome and I, the stone was already moved away. The soldiers were gone and Jesus was gone. Gone? Well, perhaps... It's the third day. Today. John, I'm going to see for myself. Well, I'm coming too. John, wait for me. You'll catch up. John and Peter, their hearts pounding, ran all the way to the garden tomb. John got there first, out of breath, and looked inside. It's empty. And the linen cloth lying there, folded. It's empty? Yes, look. I'm going inside. John, it's empty. And the burial linens, they're all folded Placed neatly by the side here. Let me see. Yes. Yes, Peter. The Lord has risen. I believe the Lord has risen. Like the scripture said. As Jesus said himself. I will rise the third day. Peter. Praise God. Quick. Let's go tell the others. The Lord is risen. At about this time, the soldiers, who had been guarding the tomb, found the high priests. What, 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 what did you say, Captain? What is this? The body of Jesus is gone, Your Highness. You were to guard it with your life. The brilliant being, it knocked us to the earth, we fainted. Yes, 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 you told me. Uh, Caiaphas, come here. Yes, Annas. We've lost everything, Caiaphas. Unless... Unless the disciples stole the body of the imposter. Right. What other explanation is there? None I want to think about. Uh, 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 Captain, uh, uh, you must tell Pilate that the disciples came during the night and stole the body of Jesus. What? Oh, I can't do that. Tell him that you and the soldiers fell asleep. But that means... That means death to all of us uh, sleeping on duty. If Pilate hears about it, we'll persuade him to let you alone. Here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll give you and each of the men more silver than you can spend in many a year. Mm? You will persuade Pilate to let us alone? Of course. He doesn't want talk of miracles and messiahs and, and dead people coming alive to spread around Jerusalem any more than we do. 
Well, all right, we'll, we'll trust you. Good, good. Now, go. The Council has much to discuss. Yes, Your Highness. Well, Hannes, do you think that will work? Oh, what else could we do? Uh, there are other strange tales going round. Other tombs have been opened, and now their occupants are going around Jerusalem telling others that this imposter has risen. The work of Satan! The devils are among us! We will perish! Oh, heaven help us! Mary Magdalene had not heard that Jesus had risen. She had seen the empty tomb, and after telling Peter and John about it, she returned to the tomb. She arrived after Peter and John had left. Master. Master. Could they not leave you alone, even in death? I can't even pour out my grief while I prepare you for burial. Oh, Jesus, where are you? Where have they taken you? Mary looked into the tomb and saw two white-robed angels sitting at the head and foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been. One angel spoke to her. Woman, why are you crying? Because they have taken away my Lord. And I don't know where they have put him. Mary felt someone's presence behind her. She glanced over her shoulder and saw a man standing behind her. She thought it was the gardener. Why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Sir, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him and I will... Go and get him. Mary. Master. Master! Don't touch me, Mary, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go and find my brothers and tell them that I ascend to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Yes, Jesus, I will! Later that Sunday, two other followers of Jesus, not of the twelve disciples, were walking home to Emmaus from Jerusalem. Their hearts were heavy as they talked about the tragedy that happened in Jerusalem the Friday before. It's so hard to believe. Jesus is dead. I know, yet we saw it happen. How could it happen, though? We thought he was the Messiah. Now, this story about the empty tomb, I don't know. While the two discouraged disciples continued their conversation along the Emmaus Road, another joins them. Friends, you seem to be in a deep discussion about something. What are you concerned about? You must be the only person in all Jerusalem who hasn't heard about the terrible things that happened there last week. What things? 
The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth. He was a prophet who did incredible miracles and was a mighty teacher, highly regarded by both God and man. But the chief priests and leaders arrested him and handed him over to the Roman government to be condemned to death. And they crucified him. We, we thought he was the glorious Messiah. Come to rescue Israel. And now, some women from our group report that his body is missing from the tomb. And it is missing. Oh, you are so slow to learn. You find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted by the prophets that the Messiah would have to suffer these things before entering his time of glory? What things, sir? Tell us. Haven't you read Moses? He wrote, The Lord your God will raise up a prophet among you, from among your very brethren, like me. And Isaiah, he poured out his life unto death, and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sins of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Hour after hour, Jesus explained the scriptures to them, showing them the work of the Messiah. But in their sorrow, they didn't recognize him. Then they neared Emmaus, the home of Cleopas and the other disciple. Friends, I must continue on now. The peace of God be with you. Sir, come to our home and rest and eat with us. Why don't you stay here tonight? It is late. Thank you. I will. At the dinner table, Jesus blessed the bread, then broke it and passed it to the disciples. Their eyes opened wide. It's like the Master used to do. <gasps> it is the Master, my Lord and God. He is risen. Then Jesus disappeared from their view. Cleopas and his friend immediately left for Jerusalem, seven miles away, to tell the disciples what they had seen. Even though it was late at night when they arrived at the home where the disciples were staying, they rushed in with the news. The Lord has really risen. Yes, I saw him too. I wish Thomas was here now. He still doesn't believe. Then suddenly another person is in the room with them. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. No, it's his spirit. Why are you frightened? Why do you doubt that it is really me? Look at my hands, look at my feet. Nail prints in his hands, in his feet. It is the Lord. Touch me. And make sure that I am not a ghost. For ghosts don't have bodies as you see that I do. We believe it is you, Lord. Forgive our doubts. It is really you, Jesus. Do you have anything here to eat? Some broiled fish, Lord. Please, get it for me. Jesus again ate with his friends and disciples. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. You keep saying the Lord is alive. I don't believe it. It's a vision, that's all. Won't you believe all of us, Thomas? 
We've seen him several times. I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands and put my fingers into them and place my hand into his side. Peace be with you, friend. It's the Lord. But the, the doors were all locked. Come, Thomas. Put your finger into my hands. Put your hand into my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God. You believe because you have seen me. But blessed are those who have not seen me and believe anyway. The disciples remembered the Lord's instructions to go to Galilee. Seven of them went, Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, James, and John, and two others. And Peter, the fisherman to the end, wanted to go fishing. Well, fellas, we've been at it all night and caught nothing. You've lost your touch, Peter. And the sun is coming up. Let's go to shore. There's a man on shore. Have you caught anything? No, nothing. No. Just throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you will get plenty of fish. Do as he says, man. The net's filling. It's full. It's ready to break. It is the Lord on the shore. Row to shore. I can't wait. Peter jumped into the water and waded to shore. Then the others followed in the boats. When they got there, they saw that Jesus had a fire going with fish laid on it and some bread. Jesus himself went around to each of the men and served them bread and fish. Many memories flooded the disciples' minds as they ate this meal prepared by their Lord. Vividly, they recalled the scenes beside the sea when Jesus had bidden them follow him. They remembered how at his command they had launched out into the deep, let down their nets, which filled with fish to the point of breaking. Then Jesus had called them to leave their fishing boats to become fishers of men. For 40 days after the crucifixion, Jesus appeared to his disciples and friends many times. He instructed them about the kingdom of God. He told them to tell others of the good news. All power in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, that I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Then taking his disciples and closest friends with him, Jesus walked up to the Mount of Olives. Many in Jerusalem watched them go. Ben, there's Jesus again, as alive as ever. He's leaving with his disciples and friends. I'm going with them. Wait for me. Jesus led the way to the Mount of Olives, about a mile from Jerusalem. There he stood for a moment then lifted up his hands to bless his followers. In his last moments on earth, Jesus gave them the great commission to witness for him in Jerusalem, all Judea, and Samaria, 
and then to the uttermost part of the earth. My peace I leave with you. I will send the Holy Spirit upon you, just as my Father promised. <gasps> He's going to heaven. He's rising to the clouds. I can hardly see him. Look, two angels have come. Men of Galilee, why are you standing here staring at the sky? Jesus has gone away to heaven, and someday, just as he went, he will return. The disciples and friends walked back to Jerusalem with great joy. From then on, the message of Jesus Christ went throughout Jerusalem, and then Israel, and then the world. It is still going to millions of boys and girls, mothers and fathers, people from everywhere, every year. The message is, the love of God has been shown in Jesus Christ, and someday he will come back.